what we're discussing is important. It's what I kind of looked at uh, before, but obviously it's going to be really helpful. Um, but like, yeah, like how how old are you? Twenty one? No, I'm like I just took just turned twenty three. Hell yeah, nice. Okay, and it kind of went out. How long did you say you've been in Miami? Like uh, four years now. Oh, okay, sick. So, were you in college then? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just graduated like this past spring, um, but I transferred there as a sophomore um, mm-hmm. to uh, U Miami. Yeah, yeah, to UM. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't give practice on that, but yeah, I went to because I, mm-hmm. I grew up. I thought I was gonna be like I did not think I was gonna be in music or entertainment at all. Like I grew up like mm-hmm. get, get going into computer programming. Like I went to Claremont McKenna college. I actually played basketball there. I wanted to be like a college athlete. Cool. I thought at first, and then I got there and did the year literally on new year's night. I was like, fuck this. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to go to a better school. Uh-huh. I got to get the fuck out. And then I started yeah. applying to schools like the next day. And I like, I didn't and even you were think okay about with leaving basketball. First. Yeah, yeah. Were I you was okay with leaving basketball? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was done with it. Like, I don't know. I like, <clears throat> like, don't get me wrong. Like, basketball did a lot for me. It got me into like Claremont, which is like a really great school, um, and it still is. Mm-hmm. Like, I tr- transferred there, but great school. It just like, you know, wasn't a vibe, wasn't my fit. You know, wasn't exactly what I wanted. You know, and I knew exactly what I wanted, so had to dip out of yeah. there. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, wait. What were you talking about? I, I can't even remember. What, no, what you're was good. I was curious. Uh, just because, yeah. No, we're just kind of get into a. I was was curious about college and yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I I was like a computer programmer, played basketball. Mm-hmm. Then I transferred to Miami, like, at a completely like you know, fresh start point in my life. I had like, I was starting over. I was like, all right, you know, I can do anything. And here, how many you know? years did you do at the first school? Just one. I, I just did freshman year. Oh, okay. And, like, so one year. Yeah. Gotcha. And by, by that new year's like mm-hmm. point, that was like my breaking point where I was like, fuck, yeah. I got it. I can't be here anymore. Like, this is not how I want to mm-hmm. live my life. And like, that was like the first decision I was like pretty proud of myself for. It's like, Actually, yeah, the first like real decision you make. Yeah. Yeah. To cool. be like, you know what, this isn't exactly what I want out of life. And it's like I, I was just looking at And what do you think it was, was like, that I triggered can't that. anything? Like you know what, Yeah, what what specifically because I think a lot of kids are like, guys, they don't know like what it feels like. Can you point to like a specific uh event or something that would you say triggered that? Were you thinking that? And then you came to like, there's a difference between thinking about it and then actually coming to fruition and like fully engulfing yourself in it. Were you thinking about it for a while or was it, did something happen and then you just kind of, it switched? Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, people will change when they feel emotional enough about it. So it had been like, I had been building these feelings up for like the entire first semester because it like new year's was like that December break. Um, and I sort of like, just, I just like trust my, my feelings, just, you know, I, it didn't like the school didn't feel right. Like I had great friends there though and love those guys to death, but just overall the whole fit was just not right. And I could tell. 
And then it just kept building, kept building. You know, I actually like said, like I, at New Year's, I had like the breaking point for it. Cause I, I was like on Snapchat, like looking or like on Instagram, looking at all my friends from home that like were back in Atlanta, um, which where I grew up and going out partying, like have no responsibilities. And like, I had practice like twice a day, like, like the entire fucking break. And I was just, I was so over basketball and I was like, God damn, like, this isn't like what I really fuck with anymore or not really fuck with, but like this, I'm a big believer that like, if I do something, I want to do it for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to like waste time on anything that like, I'm not going to like go at for like for the rest of my life, you know? So I was like, I'm done with that. I like, I got to change. I got to find something new because I I don't, I know I don't like this. Um, so I, yeah, I took the leap of faith. I felt, I felt, uh, I felt emotional about it to actually just be like, fuck this. I'm actually transfer. And I almost like didn't get into other schools. I I started actually applying pretty late and I wanted to go to like USC or uh, like Vanderbilt. And I, I, uh, I got, I didn't get into USC, which was pretty crazy. I thought it was a lot, um, like Mm -hmm. California. Um, and then you Miami wasn't even on my initial list. I did. I just didn't get into like two places and I was like, bro, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I, I I can't go back to the school. Like I got to fucking figure it out. And I applied yeah. like in July to like you Miami. Mm-hmm. And that's right when I was going abroad or like, I did, like I did like four weeks in London. Mm-hmm. So I applied right before and I you went. were doing that. Was that because my, my the freshman year first summer. initial schools weren't? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you were applying to schools at that point. Yeah, like so that whole spring semester, my freshman year, uh, towards the end, I started applying. So then, like, cool. it was the beginning of summer. Like, I was about to go to London for like the study abroad thing I was doing, and yeah. um, I was and I had just applied to Miami right before I found out. Like, at the end of like when I was you know doing study abroad over there, like literally in Germany. Or when I found out, I was like, ran outside. I screamed. I was like, "Let's fucking go!" And um, then I literally came back to Atlanta two days later. Drove down to Miami, and literally like two weeks after that is how I first like got started in like the whole entertainment and music cool. world. It's, okay. It's, it's, yeah. Like it, so, it started happening like fast, you know. Yeah, and that's that's really what I try to highlight um, with this being a a Miami based show is that when you put yourself in the right environments, like shit starts to happen and nobody wants to believe it, but you don't know until you like you do it. Cause I was in a very similar situation. I didn't know that about you in the, uh, there's nowhere to find out that you used to play college basketball. And then, yeah, you know, this yeah, is how you end up. To, like, give yeah. That's sick. Uh, but I can relate to it, dude. I was a track. I came here for, I'm only in Miami cause I wanted to be a college athlete too. I ran division two track and cross country at Nova. And two years in, I was, Saint, literally what you just like went through like i feel you brother <laughs> like we yeah. won't get like too into it but yeah. oh my god and i wouldn't and i it's the same deal i wouldn't be doing this show talking to you if if i hadn't taken the time to say is this what i really want yeah, and yeah. you know for me it happened over covid you know? what's up oh yeah 
Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like I'm we're doing thing. exactly so, what we want. Yeah, I stopped my. I graduated like the same this past spring too, um, but I was on like some three year program. So for me, it was sophomore year, and we had COVID. So like I trained all year, and then that sophomore season, like all the events were like restricted yeah. to be in Florida. Like it was just basically practice, and so I was heading into my senior year, and I was like the business shit, like my sophomore year, bro, I was partying. I was going to practice and I was doing the right things, but like yeah. I just learned how to balance it, which is scary. And I've never like admitted that, but my yeah. coaches knew. I learned how to, I decided freshman year, the lifestyle I wanted, you know, sophomore yeah. year and then spring break, you know, and saw the networking behind it and, you know, saw my, I just tried to do both and then decided it wasn't worth it. But anyway, like, yeah, it was very liberating to like do that. And now this year I just decided, you know, I'm going all in with the, you know, the business and, you know, this is what we're doing yeah. for the 12 months. Instead of it being my senior year of college, it's just my first year of 12 months, just business, no track, no bullshit. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, how I feel now, you know, cause don't we all just want to be like free, especially right. like as men, you know, it's exactly, like, that's dude. why they say like escaping the nine to five, like, or that, that's yeah. what, like doing your passion. That's, it's, it's all like, that's all it's about. Like having the freedom to like make the choices that you want throughout your day and live the life that you you really fucking want like you're saying you know yeah because when you <laughs> feel like college athletes yeah. or, oh, sorry yeah. what were you saying no keep going i want to hear okay, this yeah. yeah like or like i feel like i was like one of the first like college athletes to just like not give a fuck about being like yeah like i will not play basketball and go to a school <laughs> to drink more like that's what i wanted to do at that season of my life and like mm -hmm party and like i wanted to be in a fraternity and you know have that experience and you know it's all part of you know the life journey so yeah. you know i went there did did exactly what i wanted to you know i feel like people are afraid to like admit to themselves like what they really want you know and yeah. once you like are yeah. more clear about like what you really want and i think that's the like the good thing about growing up it, like people are just so scared to grow up but like i I like the fact that I, I feel like I know what I want more. Um, and I feel mm -hmm. like you'd probably say the same too. And just, you know, yeah. then aligning your actions with like exactly what you want, you know? Right. And not to say, would you say like, I think people get, I think there's an obsession with security and I think it's ingrained in us since we're literally born. Like you're told what to do for the first, you know, 18 years of your life. And then you just are let off on your own. And you like, you haven't <laughs> been an adult on your, you're supposed to figure out how to being an adult on your own from 18 to 21 but the first 17 years somebody holds your hand that part was just always like very interesting to me right like yeah. you you get all this freedom and then people expect you not to fuck up but it's just like you know what you, you're will like you got to be willing to learn and the problem is people feel that and then they don't try and that's yeah. where we're getting at we're saying well, try yeah. this is you're gonna fuck up no matter what you do because you're fucking you know 18 to 25 like but do shit like learn like learn fast and learn what you want, right? Like fail at the shit you want and learn. Don't fail yeah. at the shit somebody's telling you you're not good at, like, or that you don't feel like you're good at, right? Like don't fail at, or like, you know, just any of that. Like no structured shit is gonna, you know, should dictate how you feel about yourself when it's not shit you want to do, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, like, people, yeah. like the everyone that like people look up to have just been doing it for like fucking forty years, and people yeah. think they can like do it for like 20 hours and like be it's and it near as good. It's just not going to happen. Right. You, you, and, like there is no other way, but to just try every single day. 
that, like, yeah. that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And you consistently, just, it's consistently, yeah. like, by consistently thinking, you'll try. And that's what I try to tell you. Like, they're like, oh, I don't know what action takes because they're not thinking right. So, like, I bring up this example to a lot of the guys we work with. And I'm like, you know, Justin Bieber's Justin Bieber because he decided he was going to be Justin Bieber and then desist, consistently decided that for 10 fucking years. And now he's Justin Bieber, right? So at 16, he decided I'm going to put myself on the streets and sing and tell people who I am and do this. And he did it 10 years consistently and he did what he did, right? And like you said, people are only willing to tell people that for a month. You can't tell people you're the, you know, the best DJ in Miami for a month and then expect it's going to like, it's going to happen. You've got to consistently believe it. And if, you know, by letting people know that, fuels that so be it but like it's just a decision all they're doing is cons- all the six the one percent are just consistently deciding every day that that's what they are and i yeah. like i know it they seems like cliche. It, you know? people are like oh everyone always says that the people that are saying that are the ones that fucking did it <laughs> like, yeah exactly you know like well, they're saying they, that they, because they it's ingrained it also you know yeah. like i feel like everyone just like deserves what they get you know like it, it the world isn't fair but like the people yeah. are there for a fucking reason. And if you're not yeah. there, you're there for a reason. You just got to keep going. Like, I don't know. I like agree. I said, like, if I'm not going to do something for the rest of my life, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, I don't know. Like people think it's just like, it is, like if you want to be great at anything, you gotta, have to, it's just like a complete like lifestyle switch of just like, this is me. Like I am this, yeah. like I am a producer and a DJ. Yeah, you gotta. Like, you gotta I, feel like, you have to, that like, stuff makes ingrained you in your soul. Yeah, like the people are always like, "Oh, you can't just say a bunch of affirmations and do it." You're right. You can't just say them. You have to like feel them, and that's what they talk about. By saying it, you can train your brain to feel it. And like, if you don't spend the time to do that, you're right. Saying it, it's not gonna do shit because you're not gonna actually feel it. But now I want to get into some more specifics. Talk about you know, like you said, what you're driven to do now. Like, what specifically are you doing uh, down here in Miami? um kind of you know on a business standpoint you know like you just said i know the the mindset's there what has that kind of turned into for you down here well i've um i do two things like i have my artist brand gordon vichelstein and upson lifestyle is a like the the whole grand scheme thing is like a media entertainment and music brand but right now like our, our our actual operation is doing uh nightlife events in the city like in um and just like young professionals uh in the city um and we do like a little bit of tourist stuff but basically just like nightlife events in miami partnering with you know well-established venues down here such as live story you know strawberry moon uh done at dare uh which is in the hard rock um just a bunch of different like venues i've been doing this for over two years now um so that's that's been what i've been up to lately like like i said when i first came here i got involved with group really early on as a promoter smart i started promoting for a while then i was like fuck like i love nightlife i love the scene but like i don't like i don't wake up every morning and just be like yes i want to be on a fucking promote all day like what do i really want to do once again and i was just looking i was looking at the artists and like the dj who wasn't just a DJ, he was playing his music. It was his show. And I was like, that's it. That, that That's what I want to do. So I went from promoting to then producing and then DJing. So, and then I, because of my start promoting, I, I just, and I was naturally good at it. 
um, and just being well connected within, you know, Greek life going here. It just, you know, you meet people that introduce people that introduce to people. And if you go put yourself out there long enough, you know, you make you make the right connections to put the pieces together. Um, so I grew that and it was just how I made my money. You know, now that yeah. I'm graduated, especially like I get like, I, I got a fucking much more financial pressure on me. So I'm glad that I, you know, spent the time in college to get that to the point where I'm making money now because I'm not like, I'm still, I'm still growing my artist brand. So it's not like fully monetizable. So, you know, mm-hmm. got to pay the bill somehow, you know, just, yeah. I wanted to do something that tied back into my artist brand to help grow, like, grow it up. Um, Cause I'm trying to like build like a festival brand, you know, Hell yeah. so that I can well, book well, myself. I'm glad we touched base, you know, like that's why you have these, these conversations. Cause like, obviously, you know, just looking into, for me, the podcast plays a big part into what we're building. Cause it gives me a part of like getting to connect with these people that are involved and, you know, our audience can learn and it adds value, you know? So yeah, yeah. I hundred percent agree. I like what you're doing. Um, I definitely looked into it. I want to talk more about, uh, how did you get started with that media entertainment brand and like you guys hosting parties? Yeah. Um, well, it's called, uh, what's it called? I don't want to mispronounce the name. Otherwise I would have uh, wait, started uh, the Upsilon lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so to like summarize it, like, um, I, like I said, I started off as a promoter for groups like live story, Komodo, Swan, right. all, like David Grutman, if you have heard of him, um, yeah. just for the audience out there, yeah. um, his, his company. So I started off like, like basically like, like, you know, if you're there, there are these promoters within nightclubs, especially like the high end bottle clubs where your focus is, you know, like bringing in a hot guest list of of girls and like selling $10,000 tables. So that's, I basically started off as like the lowest level of that. Just, you know, learning the system, you know, like learning how to like, you know, get girls out to like, and post them at a table and, you know, how to meet clients and, you know, start selling. So I started off doing that. Um, and then it, and then COVID happened. And, okay. I, and oh, also before COVID happened, I was, I was doing the promoting. I, but like just really starting. Gotcha. And I was, I was, a, I was a digital marketing intern in their office. So I was like, oh, smart. Yeah, nice. I know. Or, and like, I was doing like all the software stuff because that's what I was studying at the time. I was yeah. like, it's doing an interesting background to, compared to so, what you're like, doing I was now. really doing like yeah. corporate and like I was in the field of just yeah. like, like the promoters because it's like, it's too, di- they have two, like, it's two different like professions sort of. 100%. Yeah. Um, and like, as you get a, as the promoters rise and you, you know, bring in more revenue to the clubs, you become, you can, start to have more of a corporate role. And I think that's the natural progression of things. But I saw that progression. I try and think very long-term and I was like, that, that's that's not where I wanted to end up. You know, like that's when I saw like, like the producer and the DJ and I was like, I want to fucking do this. But also- oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So that, and Transition then when COVID really happened- Art into it, yeah. Yeah, so when COVID happened, nightlife closed down everything. And I couldn't, I could, there was no internship. There was no, um, there was no promoting. So like, I sort of tell people that like, 
COVID might've been the best thing ever happened to me because then I had like a full like year window of everyone just being inside that I can just, I literally bought FL studio as soon as possible. And I was just like, I'm going to just produce all day and just dive into music and learn everything about it that I could. And that's what I did like every day. Like it was funny. I was actually like in COVID I was living in my frat house that had like, it's usually like 18 kids live there. Um, and then it was just down to four of us. And Hell yeah. I, I basically just stayed down there. Like it was the best place to be in all of America. Yeah, you're was, in Florida. Uh, I was the same. Yeah, way. yeah. And like I lived on a like a, a bit like a big house. We had like a gym outside, you know. I had like a big property like walk around on. Like I wasn't like fucking like in an apartment or like any shit where you had to so put a mask on so just to like fun. walk outside. Yeah. Um I think it was the most free place possible. And then segueing that, that's how I started I I took and then over this period, while I was becoming a producer and trying to learn, mm-hmm. I was, you know, like, uh, like meditating on like what I wanted to like, I knew I wanted to start like a nightlife brand of my own. I knew the advantage of, you know, establishing a brand and, you know, growing that over time. You know, I knew there was power in that. So I was like, just, you and know, as a nightlife brand, are you promoting? I just want up. sorry. I just wanted to like when you talk about the specifics of like a nightlife brand, it, a lot of that is you know what I've learned so far, at least as what I've tried to encompass with Plug Collect, is a lot of my a de- good amount of deals I do are promoting, but promoting through Plug Collect and then being like you can use this as you know like leverage to sell sell your tables and do whatever you got to do. Um, does it encompass that? Do you do promoting through that? Like, is that like a part of it to have those promotion, like connections to be able to work with other clubs when you're starting out? Yeah. Well, in in my mind, promotion mm-hmm. is sales and marketing is marketing and brand is brand. So, you know, anyone that's truly wealthy knows that, you know, you can only like sales is only, you know, so scalable as opposed to marketing, which can can you can get scale like mass scale compared to you know like it like it's Everyone hard to it. get that exponential growth with yeah hundred percent so like yeah. the promoters are the lifeline like mm-hmm. the blood for like the blood of like the business that's like mm-hmm. that's who we can depend on because they know we can do x we know certain people can do yeah like x and y but as a business owner like and like a business philosopher like I'm trying to get my business to the point where I don't need promoters. Like I want to like in my, my overall vision has always been to produce content that was valuable enough to then get people to just want to come to our events because if they fuck with our content, like they'll probably fuck with our events. And if we execute on quality events, then that to me is all you need to sell out and fully maximize profit on like an event sure and i'm sure like promoters will always exist because they're you can always add on to parties and just make them bigger by adding these promoters because if certain groups want to sell out bigger venues um you know that that's a strategic way to you know still you, you might take give up more percentage of like the revenue structure but you're going to end up creating a bigger event that makes more money so that's yeah. sort of how I think about all that. Um, 
promoters are like they're good they're they're reliable because you know like you can i mean people are only so reliable but you know it's not like you know certain times through content marketing you can go ups and downs but promoters will always sell tickets you know yeah no that's sick um now i'm glad you you made a good point there uh that your point like your whole purpose was to make content that made people want to work with you that's not the normal way of thinking, right? Like people think social media is a waste of time. Why do you not think social media is a waste of time? And how have you seen it? Um, like, do you have some examples of just like stuff yeah. that blew up or something that, you know, like really got a lot of people to a certain event? Well, I don't know. Like people can cry about social media being bad, but it's here. So like I'm going to, and I think the internet is the most powerful thing to have ever existed. And I've, spent like my, my last couple of years like ever since like high school trying to like understand it and how to use it to you know bring business results and if people aren't doing that they're just like missing out like i i see all the points on like short-term gratification and like i've i like like literally in the past couple of weeks i've limited my consumption or i've been trying to and just like sticking towards longer format stuff because I do realize like the effects it has on like my attention span and you know how it it's literally like literally making humans like evolve like we weren't like humans were not ready for like the like to process all the shit that social media is giving us so it's it's less of like like the technology's here it's not going away like you better understand how to like consume it correctly and then leverage it correctly for your business. And if not, like you're just going to like <laughs> get fucked by it, I guess. Yeah. I and know, I think that, we're that's moving. That's exactly. I will, yeah. I will, I will make a point. Like I think we are because of the amount of content that's being produced. I think we are moving past a phase where like, it really nobody gives a shit about the people that don't think it's worth it anymore because there's too many people making money that can tell you that it is, you know. And there's too many people that are pursuing their passion get tell you that what it is. I don't want to say the money is like the biggest pull uh, with social media because it takes so long to like really make money from it. But it it also the other point I want to make, and you could probably agree with this, is it depends on the way you look at it. Like you just said, I wanted to produce content that showcased what we were doing so that people wanted to come to our events. It's still you in the DMs, you know, you using your network to tell these people to come. But now they have that video as a reference point to say, oh, what this guy's saying is actually legit. So whether they bought it because they saw your TikTok or they, you produced that and were just able to showcase something, um, I think that's the pull. It, you've never had an opportunity to like do what you love and then show people how they can also do it and – if you don't think there's value in that, you're just not, you don't know common sense, right? Obviously yeah, there's value yeah. in being able to watch the people that are doing exactly what I'm doing at such a high level. And I can talk to those people and like, I can learn something from everyone and it's like social media allows you to do that. So like, you're right. There's too much like the information, like there's an over, people aren't ready to like process all this. And you know, that's why I, I don't know. I think, if they're like, like you said, if you're using it for the right reasons, it's just a, it comes down to discipline, right? Like if you can't okay, limit yourself yeah. to I'm do. I'm glad well, you said that. I think that's what I've been thinking. Yeah. It's, it's a classic case of it, self-control. Like you, you like. You're you either going to have just like let in what you're doing not there or yeah. 
Yeah. So. It's like people, it's 100%. people think they don't have the, the choice. It's like, no, you have to like control your fucking mind. Like that's the only thing you can control. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's not going away, yeah. you know? So it's, and you have the choice it, like, to people use watch, it to your like, advantage. Yeah. yeah. They watch like 300 videos of just like some like chick just like putting her like tits in, or doing like some stupid dance. And like, no wonder why, like you're, you're like, it's making you stupid. Like, duh. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I, the content I consume, like I listen to like, Alex Hermosi talk about like management strategies, like while I work out, that's the right. content I consume every day. Like I just like, said it no the other day, dude, more podcasts in the gym, bro. I tweeted is it. ruining yeah. your mind. Like, duh, like stop, yeah. stop watching dumb shit. Like there, there is yeah. no other answer. Like, and then if you do that, like then the creators creating impactful and meaningful stuff will rise to the top. And then, more people will have that effect on them. Like, I think the the, mo- the biggest content creators in the world are like just the most influential people on the fucking planet because they've achieved like mass communication at scale. Like, they that that's the true power in it. Like, and I'm big into like philosophy, and that, that's why I make content because like I want to like have my philosophy like you know be big. Well, like yeah, and that's the, so that's the reason I, I recently started, uh, you know, I've been in the podcast like production and social media production and like I've been in content production for the last like two years consistently, but and entrepreneurship, but I never like mass produced out my own. And yeah. it, I, you know, it took coming to that. I understood the business side to it, to a T. Like I just, like you said, I watch, I listen to Gary Vee in the gym. Like it's just like, it's how I, I had operated and then I started bringing on people to help me and they're like, dude, why don't you like all the shit I was, I was teaching them. They're like, why don't you do this shit? And it was, I, it took me coming to that point where I was like, I watched Arlen. He's like just a, another, uh, has an online business and does a lot of mental stuff. I mentioned him on the show all the time, but anyway, he talked about how, like when he made content in the morning, he felt like that gave, that was him giving to the, the world. And like, that was him providing value and like it just created like this flow and he just kind of kept rolling with it. And I felt that when I would record the podcast and now I've gotten into more like being intentional with posting daily clips of me providing that value. So like more people can see it. And I do feel a lot better. Like now I don't give a shit if it gets views. I just know mentally I feel better knowing if one person gets held ba- out by it. Like it's better than me not putting it out. Like it's very simple, you know? Oh, people want to make things more complex than they actually are, but like simple yeah. is not easy. You know, like, yeah. like creating content, like seems very, very simple or seems very easy because it seems simple. But, you know, I've figured this out, like, as I've gotten into, you know, like, like you said, like going at it, doing like daily posts and all that shit and actually grind it out, just how difficult it is to build a brand there. Just, as anything else, it's difficult. Like any business, you're not going to get into any market or any industry with anything and just waltz your way to the yeah. top. Like it's, you're going to like, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to go through shit. And for, it's, it's going to be the way. Yeah. For, for anyone who's going to ask like specifics on how to do that. Like I was in this, like the same place. I didn't think it was really like worth it. And I was just like, like you said, I'd put out a bunch of stuff and really wouldn't really click. And I just had a switch. And I like to tell people this, I started thinking about systems that made it so that it didn't suck. 
right? So like I looked at the best creators and they're putting out three posts a day, three, four posts a day. I go, how the hell are they doing that? Like Gary V, he's cutting up his podcast. He's doing these things. He's recording long form and cutting short form. And that was really where I came to on a specific standpoint. But the point is that I just started seeing like, how can I build a system to make this easier and start playing with it? So now I've decided, okay, yeah. there's softwares that allow me to post multiple times a day. I can work with an agency. I can hire an assistant that can post that's cheap labor, right? Like I can find ways to make this feasible because you're right. If you can't, um, and I obviously I'm a little biased, you know, because I have an agency, but you're right. If you're only putting out what you feel like putting out, the problem is if you're new to social media, you don't understand that posting two, three times a day is the next level. You don't understand that posting yeah. at three different platforms a day is you taking it to the next step. You get caught in this loop that like if you post once a day and no p shit pops off, it's just the quality. The quality is important, but yes, you also are missing out on an entire game of it's just, ex it's a game of exposure. You need one person to see one thing that clicks and reach out to you. So if you're on three to four different platforms, then that's taken care of and you can focus on content. If you're focused on content, trying to reach out to a certain person like I was and like, I just thought it had to be all like, if it wasn't perfect, it wasn't going out because I, I knew it was only going to get 300 views because I was only posting it once. Then, right, that is a loop. And that's where now, like, yeah, um, that's what I mean by it. Like, focus on building systems. And once the, because the passion is like the whole first half of it. The fact that you're like, you specifically, you're geared in, like you're ambitious, you like, you know what you want. And there's a lot of people that they can start to figure that out. You want to have that drive because it makes building the systems easier. You know it now, you know, because you know about social media. Okay, here's some specific things I can try to do to make this an easier process, right? Um, so I always tell people, don't look for a way out, but look for like build systems that make it possible. Because like we talked about, this is 1% better no matter what. As long as you put it out there, you know. Um, yeah, the, the, the no want... shortcut, shortcut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah, it will, yeah, and I think you... You, you you hit I've gone on a couple of things that are really good that like you said when you focus on systems you focus on the work and then you when you when you focus on like the things that you're doing every single day to produce the best content then that's how you're going to get better and that's how you're going to grow it's not how do I or it's less of like how do I make a video that gets 50k likes and more so of like how am I going to set up my recording editing schedule so i can hit my three a day mark and if i'm putting out three a day then i'm hitting my i'm getting the work done and then you will figure it out from there you know it's not yeah. gonna and it, like and then creating content it's just it's any creative pursuit Thanks. like in any creative endeavor i feel like you and like they talk about this so much and the journey of a, like a music producer, but I can relate it back to any creative endeavor. It's just, you have to go through this period or phase in your journey where you're just making so much and just, you're, you're getting your reps. Like you're getting your, like, like you said, 10,000 hours. So to get to the quality, you have to go through quantity and just like make, put out, make, put out, make, put out, make, put out. And like every single time that you make and put out, like, you are one percent better, and like if you just do that over a long enough period of time, how like convincing yourself, like or that you're smarter than you are quitting. Mm -hmm. I mean that I feel like that's the only way that people make it, and that's that's what they'll say. You know, they're they're the no shortcut shortcut. 
by just doing right. the right shit and long enough, you know, consistently compounding and not overstressing. Like this doesn't mean if you're tired, not to take a break. This doesn't mean like burn yourself out. It means just be intentional, consistently intentional with everything that you're doing. And then don't be surprised by the result. Like it's hard to not, you just do have to, there's an element that I'm learning about just like, you do have to trust it. Like I have days where like, yes, I'm dialed in for a week and nothing happens or two weeks, nothing happens. But then like another week happens and now I've been really dialed in on it for three months. Cause like three weeks, but like consistently like thinking about something. And it's the fact that I stayed with it for three months that brought me the result. It wasn't the fact that I just was now dialed in for three weeks and wanted something crazy to happen. It was like, no, you've just put yourself through these periods and, you know, dial in and just watch what kind of watch how it compounds. Um, now I want to get some interesting, like more specific uh, kind of off key questions that I like to do on here. Um, I wanted to know uh, where is the one on here? Um, okay, I'll start with this one because I can't. I'm gonna find it. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, like, I, don't know. I feel like, I feel like the best advice, or I don't know, like to, to me, the, where my head goes, it's like the, the most wise thing I think ever is just having curiosity be your motivator throughout all of life of just that's being the thing that make that drives you every morning of just like, cause when you, when you are just up, like your intentions are like very important. And when your intention is just pursuing something that you are genuinely curious about, you're going to go about it in the most pure and passionate way to like, you're getting the work done because like, you just want to fucking understand it, you know, like that. that, And that's, and, and like, like I said, it's a pure way. Like a lot of people, especially successful people like really like, Get, go to some dark places and Ryan, some like demons to get their like godlike levels of productivity and the their influence on society. But I feel like if you just staying curious is the best way that you can like be happy and uh, like also achieve all the material success that you want. Cool. Yeah. And now, what are some uh, what are some habits people could do that you've seen kind of help? Um, that can help them kind of, like you said, figure out what they want. Cause part, the big first step is understanding yourself and understand what you want. And then, like you said, once you find out what you're passionate about, like stay curious and not, how can yeah. somebody get to a point where they can like drown out the noise? Like, is there anything you do daily that you think helps you stay in that, yeah. that state of just alignment? I, like I do like, I try and just not do too many things daily because mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah people try and do too much and they fuck up and like, so I'm all about doing less now. Uh, so I, I literally, I, I try and work out every day for an hour and then like we'll sauna after, and then I try and meditate every day. So that two things work out, meditate. That's what, that's what I do every day. And that's yeah. it's two things I can I do the same thing. But yeah. I think the thing that I've been getting into more that like Alex Ramosi talks about so much is like, inversion thinking and anti-habits so focusing on yeah, things you that you know you should not do every single day okay like 
like, like I, um, like you know, you should like eating sugary shit. Like it's an anti habit. Like I don't like anything over ten grams of sugar. Like, I got just like I try not to, or like I don't like on like labels and stuff. But I'm sure like I go over that sometimes. But you know, I'm if you focus on not fucking up, like you win by accident. Yeah. That if you focus on not fucking up, you won't by accident. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, like I, I, you're, I, you're not gonna not fuck up, but by just like not do, like but focusing on not doing dumb shit, like you're just gonna be, you're you're not gonna be yeah. doing dumb shit. So like, like yeah, you'll like be, everyone you will be progressive. Yeah. You know, a hundred because when, like when if you you're think about and you're listening yeah. to this with a nicotine device in your hand, then that's what we're talking about. Drop it, and you're gonna be happier for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> like, the, yeah, fucking nicotine. Like, oh, like this. The, are you, like Kill. this. The, all right. So I I say this to everyone. It's just our generation, yeah. our, our our grandparents' generation. Like with cigarettes. Like with with the vape is like like my grandma didn't know how bad smoking fucking a pack a day was, but made her feel um, good. I, I, like, I don't even know if yeah. my grand, grandma, <laughs> grandmas have ever done that, but it's just <laughs> a point. Like, yeah, everyone's just ripping the, I don't know. Like, like yeah, I, like I try not to be judgmental, but like that, that's just my theory. Just like, no, we, we, you, yeah. don't, you don't know how bad it is. There's science. I mean, there's just science. Yeah. It's, there's just science behind like, there, yeah, there's science behind it like on those like chemically inducing things, but really it's the habit forming behind it. Like how much is it distracting you from what you should be doing? And that could be anything, right? Like you can eliminate that or you can eliminate something else. But anyway, I liked what you yeah, said. And like instant gratification. Like, yeah, like, right. It's, and it, it's, you know, it's like the opposite of stoicism. Accessible. But just, just <laughs> there's a negative way to get it. And there's just because like, there's a bad way to do it. And there's also things that are natural that can give you that, right? Like, so it's just a decision at the end of the day. Like you said, yeah, yeah. make the decision to, if you need that instant gratification, you have Google in front of you. Find out what's healthy that gives you that same feeling and roll with it, right? And you're yeah. going to be 10 times better. Um, now, Especially like as a man, like, I don't know, yeah. like I've, you, you will never make an instant gratification decision as a man and just be better off for it ever. Yeah. Just like, Never. Just to accept it and try your best to not do that. That's what I try yeah, to do. Hundred um, percent. Now I want to know what's a cool. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, as we've talked about, and like you see, you obviously have a creative mind, but you don't have a ton of time on your hands. What is a cool idea you think someone else should invent? Um, so like laser focused in on like what, I'm what doing. you're doing. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I have some things. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like I, like I try and I have so many fucking ideas that it yeah. fucks with me getting my stuff done. Like we're addicted my, to problem solving. Ideas, yeah. You know? No, we're addicted so to problem solving. I'm actively like trying to turn off my brain, like throughout the day, so I can focus on like actually like getting the top ideas done. But like I've always thought, um, let me see something in like something in like. Uh, like my life, I could probably think of. I don't know. I'm like I'm blanking right now, which you're is good. bad this one, because I'm this supposed to be ADHD and come with it on the spot. But I guess yeah. No, you're chilling. Okay. Um, I was doing three, but now I'm doing two because yeah, it's sometimes we'll it get deep. I'll bring it up. You're good. Uh, what? Okay. What are two questions you have for the host? Um, 
So you can ask me anything. I got to be just completely honest. Try to get it. Try what, to get some, what, try to what, what in life are you most curious about? That's good. Um, I am. I'd say I'm honestly most curious about how much like, and we've talked about the mental side of things. I've always been like very mentally conscious. I'm very curious how much our uh, mind affects like just everything that happens. Like I'm very, if that makes sense. So like, I'm curious, I'm always curious, like how far, like, can we really, can we go? And like, that's just what it is. I'm curious about life, I guess, but I'm very curious how much does the, does your mental shape affect your life would be more it's like it's your entire reality to me exactly yeah because like you know, yeah we, no one perceives objective reality it's all mm -hmm. it's all our subjective version and yeah your mind your mind is the filter of that objective versus subjective which then becomes your objective reality so mm -hmm. like how yeah. you think is is literally everything so i don't know why people don't like think it's more important like i, I, I guess know not. it's that, literally why, like, it is literally the yeah. ent your entire being and like i like entire, finding like, new ways like, to I don't know what's do more that. Important that. <laughs> yeah like i like finding new new foods that i can eat that make my decision making better like i'm like very curious like these yeah. little things i can do to like very like mentally like you know just do yeah uh create kind of what i want to do um but for the second Which one human potential to the next level you know uh, that's that's what i think yeah or that's like what i am motivated mm -hmm. i get or driven i guess just how much can we get done you know it's like a game and feel yeah and feel okay with it <laughs> we're just all playing GTA yeah I've, here, just trying to upgrade our characters it's what it is dude Gary Beast says this, and I've mentioned it every fucking week, bro. But like when I, I he said this one, the first time he said it, I've never, it blew me away. He's like four hundred trillion to one, right? So like that's the odds of being born, four hundred trillion to one. He's like, if you think you're here to fuck it up, like you're out of your fucking mind. Like you literally, you know what I mean? Like so, it it keeps you on that pot. Like if you're, there's ever a decision not to think positively, like. You have a one in four hundred trillion chance of even having a negative, like being able to have a negative thought. So, like, yeah. if you don't think that can, you know, um, and I think that's what got me like really obsessed with the whole staying curious about that. Like, what does this four hundred trillion mean? Yeah, a tough time, like, or like gratitude's a thing that like you got to cultivate, though, you know, and it, it's like a skill, like everything else, which he, he'll always talk about and just you know, emphasize the importance of it and people can't understand it at first. And I don't fucking blame them because you can't like, like I said, I, I believe it's a skill that you have to cultivate. Like I've been trying to, to cultivate grad, like uh, gratitude in my life for like two years straight now. And like, yeah. I feel like I'm finally like actually like being grateful, like for real, you know, to the next level. Um, mm. And I think just like the more you go through in life and, like the harder like when you get into challenges and you work through and you have like dramatic events happen to you then you then become more grateful for the things that you do have because you realize that shit they can be taken away and like you said like it is so like what you have what you have is is actually so lucky can like even like the like you said the being born example like it takes fucking work to get like anything
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, did, uh, did I ask? Oh, I guess question number two. Yeah. Um, uh, who's your favorite artist and why? Favorite artist. Um, like music. I've always been. Yeah, into music. Uh, Mike has always been pretty much number one. Uh, not. I wouldn't say like always. I think once I discovered uh, Mike, he's an independent artist um i actually found his like podcast and i'd listened to uh uh literally i don't what uh can't think of the these days i heard i knew mike from these days and i knew he was like a baseball player at duke and like he was like he had like the sport rap kind of thing going on but then i found yeah. his podcast and i saw his music kind of transitioning and i really fucked with it he's so big on like just being like a hundred percent being yourself. And he's a prime example of having a successful career as somebody he wasn't transitioning, like taking that leap at 29 and transitioning to have a whole new sound that he just thought was a hundred percent his and making yeah. it 10 times more successful. His new music is like way more successful than like his other stuff was ever going to be. And yeah, like, yeah. he went independent, he dropped his label. He, you know, now he's bringing up a similar artist, uh, skis, that's like he says is like the twenty three year old version of me or twenty three year old version of him, and he's like, yeah, yeah. it just it's built on like gratitude and just being who you are, and that's why it's hard to tell oh, what kind of artist is he. I don't know, like I don't yeah. know, but he's independent and he's like I fuck with the way his, his music kind of goes. It really tells his story. Yeah, no, that's that's sick. It's like, mm -hmm. like um, it just, mainstream wise, it like show, I was, like, like um, over shadowing like Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, it's, um, he, cool. he's his brand is bigger than the music just for you you know mm -hmm. yeah um now i want we'll start to wrap this up i got really hit on a lot of stuff what's your favorite part about being a dj um just like literally like the fucking energy between like the crowd reaction like when we're just going fucking nuts and we're just like that's what I love about like EDM. It's just like it doesn't matter what else is happening in the world. Like you came there to like dance and fucking go crazy, and that's that's what I love doing. And like I love playing that and like oh, yeah. having people like literally go fucking nuts is the best feeling ever. So that's why I do it. Hell yeah, that's sick. All right, man. Uh, plug us in. Where can we find you? What should we? What do we have to uh, kind of look? What should we be looking out for coming up? My website is gordonvigilstein.com, G-O-R-D-O-N-V-I-E-C-H-I-E-L-S-T-E-I-N. You know, it, it's tough. Sometimes I even fucking misspell it. Gordonvigilstein.com, that's my website. You can find more info about me there. And Gordon Vigilstein, just straight on all platforms. Um, standard, that's I'm I'm, may, I'm mostly active on TikTok and IG, but like I, I'm trying to get yeah. way more into like YouTube stuff and longer format stuff. Like I yeah, I, I want I'm yeah. I'm like once I move to LA, like I've I've been homeless for like a couple months, so like I haven't really been able to like get a good pod, podcast setup going. But I'm gonna get you I'm gonna do, get yeah. actually get a place to do it and gonna set that up, and that should be the. The, go. Yep. The I got a future. really good point to make on that when uh we'll talk. Hold up. That was good. Um but yeah man, I appreciate you coming on. The end's kinda